0: Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do, recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. No matter what platform you may be on, we love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So, once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good uh, co-hosts, Reagan and Schmidt So, before we start anything, I thought I would uh, tell an uh, an inch an amusing anecdote. So, I got up early today, wanted to go for a jog, and I put on my clothes, all that stuff, got dressed appropriately for it, and my leg, I felt an itch on my leg, and then I check on my leg, there's two spiders crawling on the leg, so that's freaked the shit out of me. Um... Normally, I don't care for bugs. Well, like I like I don't like I don't get scared by bugs, but like when they start crawling on you and there's multiple of them, that's when shit starts to get a little scary. So, um, thankfully, I didn't get a bite on my leg, but I do have a bite on my hand. So, hopefully, oh, uh, I, I don't even know if you can see it, but in <laughs> are Peter I Parker, uh, you know, get dizzy, fall asleep later, then wake up with uh, uh, powers, and then become Spider Man. So, anyways, I thought thought I would share that because why why the hell not? Anyways. <laughs> So that, that's the start of my day. That's been pretty much it. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Blackhawks made a couple of front office moves. They promoted Megan Hunter to the assistant GM. And they promoted Carolyn Pilch to director of player personnel. So um, I think that's awesome for them. We've been saying since this podcast started, hire more women in sports. And you know what? I'm glad of the Blackhawks today. And they didn't do it just because, you know, they're they're woman and who oh, we wanna be woke. No, these women have worked hard. They've earned it. Like I even saw Emile Castangay, who was the first, like the only NHL PA agent. She's now with an assistant GM with Vancouver. She said that Megan Hunter was a great coach to her and that she deserves that. Carolyn Pelch, I believe, was the the general manager or the coach, I cannot remember. I feel bad that I don't know that she was the General manager or the coach, you might even been both for the Boston, uh, the Boston Pride. I'm pretty sure. So, both these women are super qualified. They know what they're doing, and I'm I'm glad that they got their due. Um, I think Mark Eaton is still assistant GM. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but I think I think that's awesome.
2: The only thing I have to add is one. I like. I really love the move. Um, but it was just really pissing me off yesterday seeing so many other like, people on Twitter saying, oh, it's just like a PR move to, like, woke Blackhawks. And, Black and, and, oh, yeah, and, and I'm it. like, okay, no, because for a woman to get into the sports industry, they have to work their ass off. because They already have the cards stacked against them. So clearly they're very qualified for this. I just kidding that. But I think it's a great move. And I think they're both, like, definitely qualified for it.
1: Oh yeah. Like, uh, especially Megan Hunter, like her resume speaks for itself. She's been, she's been working in the sport for almost over a decade now, whether it was with London, with hockey Canada. I mean, hell she was with the Hawks for the last six years. Like, it's not like, like you said, like you said, Reagan, like there's extremely qualified women. And I more, I am extremely, um, I'm happy for them because I mean how we need new faces in the sport. It's simple as that. And it's a start, honestly. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what new ideas they bring to the table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she I think she was the one who announced the the draft pick last year like the Noel Allen pick. I thought she was going to be the the amateur scouting, cuz like the director the director of amateur scouting because I think she had a, a big hand in what they did for the scouting last year, but I think that went to, that's with Mike Donahue and I even listened to an interview with him on Black on uh, the Blackhawks Talk podcast and it was interesting to hear from him that they want to Bring uh, they want to play a fast and uh, fast and high motor game. That's what they want to look for in their players. And looking at uh, the potential Stanley Cup champion, which will uh, which will segue to right away. That's probably it's probably the way to go. So I like when I'm 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 hearing like hearing so far, but we got to see what they're going to do. And the draft is only two two two, two exactly two weeks away. So yeah,
1: um, a lot of um a lot of questions will start to be answered over the next
0: month for mm-hmm. sure. we we thought uh, sorry what oh you go you go you go i was
1: just gonna say like not like questions that are gonna be answered overnight but at least questions as to the direction kyle davidson wants to go in terms of the players he wants especially with this first draft especially with this first um i guess his first crack at free agency to see what kind of names he wants to build this team with at least for the start of the rebuild yeah
0: also um we, we thought we might have had something announced the other day it was funny because you and me Schmitty, we were, we were finished recording the podcast we're talking about the coaches that the Blackhawks could potentially hire I think we talked about Luke Richardson and then we talked about Mark Savard Brad, Brad Shaw has also been another name that's been in the mix but uh right after that I think maybe like 20 15 20 minutes after we were finished recording Kevin Weeks tweeted out in his usual way with a video. I think he was like, I'm pretty sure he was at Emily Arena while well, he did it. And he's like, he tweeted out breaking news: the Blackhawks have hired Ryan Huska. And then he deleted a couple of the tweets. And I think Charlie Romeliotis tweeted out that the fact that they didn't hire Ryan Huska as their head coach. So that's not true I believe he's still in the mix, but uh, no, nothing official on that yet. But I'm pretty sure they said they wanted to name a head coach like right, but right before the draft or like beginning of July. So we're gonna we're gonna find out in probably a week's time. So. Mm-hmm. Um they yeah. said Brian Husk
1: is on the list too. And now yeah. that they, now they're saying Andrew Burnett's on the list as well since mm-hmm. he just got released. Yeah, that's that, we'll, that we'll, later, but yeah. yeah, we'll
0: talk about that later. That's interesting because he, I think he played here for one season and mm-hmm. I honestly was not expecting him like Florida to go a different direction. I thought they would have kept him, but anyways, we'll we'll touch on that later. I want to talk about uh game four last night at the Stanley. We gotta Cup.
1: talk about the refs getting their grimy paws on the Stanley Cup final. <laughs>
0: They're <laughs> they're Golden Boys, Colorado Avalanche. I saw that one. Oh my
1: god! Just grow up. But yeah, let's talk about the Stanley Cup Final. Sorry. yeah,
0: <laughs> Colorado won in overtime. Uh, I like. I don't think there's any controversy here. I thought it was a great game. Thought I thought both the goalies were great. Like it's exactly what you want out of these two two great teams, and. No one, no one no one thought of anything of the goal like yeah every, no one really knew where it was like Nazem Kadri knew what it was in it was kind of like the Patrick Kane goal from 2010 but uh, awesome, awesome for Nazem Kadri by the way getting back in the lineup just all the shit he's had to deal with these playoffs whether it was in the second round against St. Louis and now getting injured by Vander Kane there's they were saying that he might not even play the rest of the playoffs now he gets back in with like i think they were saying he basically has one hand that works <laughs> so That that was awesome for him to get the overtime game-winning goal. And, yeah, they had to, like, check it quickly just to see if it went in. And, obviously, it went in. I I think I saw the video of Stamkos just, like, pushing it, like, out of the net. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Trying to be stealthy about that. And And there was no controversy. And then after that, John Cooper said, oh, my heart breaks for my players. That goal shouldn't have counted. And we're like, what? And then I think it was the tweet from Mikey Stevens where it showed that there were six Avalanche players on the ice and then they fixed that. I don't know what's up with that. And then we get to the video. Like, there's six Avalanche player, Avs players on the ice. There's, but the sixth player who was Nathan McKinnon, who I think Nazem Kadri came out for, he was pretty much at the bench. So I don't, I don't get what the controversy is there. Plus, Tampa Bay was basically in the same thing. Like they were changing. Both teams were mid change, and I think they had six players on the ice as well. So I don't, I don't get what the complaint is. Shit's gonna happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like you can argue that all you want, but like that, if that shouldn't have counted or not, I think that's a good goal. It's not like something so blatant where there is six players on the ice. Like you can be five feet away from the bench or less than five feet away from the bench and you're fine. But like, if there's clearly six players on the ice and like no one's changing, I can understand that. But Nathan McKinnon really did not have an impact on that play. I don't get what the argument there is there. And, they're, they're, last year, like, I'm pretty sure it was game seven, I think, or was it game seven? I don't remember, but in that Tampa Islander series, there was a, a play where there were seven Lightning players on the ice, and it was clear, like, none of them were, cha- I don't think any of them were changing at the bench. There was even, like, clip of Barry Trotz yelling out there, they had seven fucking men! But, there's nothing there. Do you, feel, like, John Cooper, do you feel bad for those players that, that happened to them? You know, like, I understand it's a coach being passionate, but it just seems like, like such a why would you die on that hill? You know, like, well, like, yeah, you can argue that, but also like, what are your, it was, a, it was a one on three. Like you couldn't stop Nazim Kadri. I don't know. It's just, I feel there would have been more controversy if they called the goal back and the, the sport we're always looking for more goals. It just seems like that's not the thing we should be dying on. But anyways, I, I want to hear what you guys think about that. I've been rambling on long enough.
1: Brayden, you can go ahead. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't watch the game, to be honest. I, I oh. <laughs> fell asleep. I was very tired. I saw like, all of it like this morning, and I'm like, kind of confused. Like, Saying he was basically at the bench, so it's like he didn't really have a lot of like impact in the play. So it's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I, honestly, I don't. It's not really up for discussion, in my opinion. If Cooper felt, I mean, I guess you can't challenge too many men, but yeah. like. At the end of the day, um, maybe don't blow a two-one lead in the third period. I don't know. That's something. Uh, they were kind of hanging on for dear life those final two periods. It felt like, like once oh, they got that, goal that second fine. goal, they were hanging on by a thread. Colorado did whatever they wanted, and in the overtime period, Colorado did whatever they wanted with the puck. Like it just, only, it felt like a matter of time until Colorado scored. At one point in overtime, they hit the post a couple times. I think like. I don't know, man. Tampa's luck's gotten very far. They're almost at three cups, but, you know, sometimes you're just not the better team, and it's showing, especially now that they got Kadri back. It's like, even yeah. if he's not 100%, you can see how much of an impact that makes. It's, and I don't know the extent to Sorelli's injury either because he looks really banged up oh, too yeah, now. that
0: not all look good. Like, Eric Schoenach sure, went to the – like, that – you can tell that, that this team They're has limping like, in three, right. like 12 rounds in less than two calendar years. You can really tell that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely starting to take a toll. And guys like Hagel and Stamkos are playing injured. You can tell. Calor um, mm-hmm. doesn't have a goal. Fuck. You know I think the question
0: there. is who on that team isn't, like, less yeah. – like, who is more than 50% good, you know? <laughs> Honestly.
1: And, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm, like, walking back from the train station today, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, if any team going to come back, it's going to be Tampa. Like, yeah. they're going to find a way. And it's got to revolve around probably health. Uh, playing a factor or some God way Braden Point gets on the ice again and is an impact or has an impact because if Sorelli's banged up, I mean, we already saw what it did in the second and third period. McKinnon came alive in the series for the first time at five on five, I feel like, in four games.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so. the, like Colorado really needed that. Like, they've been getting contributions from pretty much everywhere. But, like, the big thing is, like, I really wanted to see Nathan McKinnon getting going. Yeah, he didn't score five on five. He didn't even really, like, shoot the puck. Like, the, the goal he got went off the back of a skate. Like, that's as lucky as a goal as you can get. But that can also go such a long way. And I, I expect him to be going for game five. Like, it's just – Again, you said if there's a team that's going to come back from three-one down the Stanley Cup final, it's definitely the Tampa Bay Lightning. But at the same time, you got to beat this Colorado Avalanche team three times in a row. They've only lost three games all playoffs, (laughs) and I I just don't, I just don't see. Again, I don't, I don't bet against Tampa Bay, but I just don't see it happen, especially two on the road.
2: Yeah, now they're going back to Colorado, and I just don't see how they can swing that.
1: I, I don't know. I. I still don't trust their goaltending, like Colorado's right. goaltending. So I
0: don't either. Even though Kemper had a great game, besides the headman Oh, goal. Kemper!
1: Kemper had a shut up, shut up game. And I'm gonna be honest, like after that second goalie led up to Hedman, I was like, okay, Kemper, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I like, thought I was going go,
0: to go after that. It just felt like it, yeah, but he shut the door. Shut the door, and also be Colorado
1: defensively shut the door. They started blocking shots, yeah. which they weren't doing in the first period. It was it was like a tale of two periods almost. Like the first really, period, like, Tampa Kemper just.
0: Pepper. Kepper kept them in the first period. Right? Oh, yeah. They
1: weathered the storm, and they got back in the game. And honestly, at the rate it's going, Tampa needs to stop taking penalties. Like, Colorado's power is like 50% oh, of the right now. Yeah. It's almost automatic. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they, they, it's going to take a lot for them to come back. But um, if any team's going to do it, it's the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. So Yeah. Yeah. We'll see.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the nice thing is, I don't know, like, what your guys' plans, like, tomorrow, Game 5, the Cup is in Colorado. They can win it for the first time since 2001, and if not, then I can also stream Game 6 if it goes back to Tampa Bay. I don't know about Game 7 yet, but, like, we could potentially see them raise the Cup on live stream, so that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I, like, Con Smythe, I still think it goes to Kael McCarr. I don't think there's anyone on Colorado that's going to take over. Like still wins. Again, we've, we've brought it so many times. Colorado's such a fucking good team that yeah. Nathan McKinnon, I think, is is fourth on team scoring. I'm pretty sure it goes it goes Makar, Landeskog, and Rentnon. I don't think in that Pacific order, but like I'm no, I know. Rentnon's
1: having good. a super underrated saying like or yeah. one saying like a final two playoff. Like but that just tells you how good McCar's been, honestly. Like um and Landeskog, I think, added it well, he didn't get the goal last night, it was McKinnon, but Um, he's having his best play. He's having his best postseason of his career, obviously. And like, it, it it says a lot when Nathan McKinnon's got like what, 12 goals. And he's probably like the fourth name you think of on this Mm -hmm. team. And like, let's not forget that Kadri was probably the front runner for the consummate before he got hurt. Like, um, they're just a deep team, man. And like, if they did the, I was joking with Jimmy about this. If they did like the, um, like, the con Smythe, like, the finals MVP in the NBA, it'd definitely be Valentin Chushkin. Oh, I know. He's For, like, only the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. it'd probably be, like, him or Rantanen. But, like, since it's the whole shebang bang, like, yeah. Yeah. It's to kill the car. Like, and, like... The fact that he, like, won the Norris the night before and he was just like, yeah, I don't really care about this, guys. I need to go win a cup. I'm going to go get the other two pieces of hardware real quick. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) That's interesting that they had the awards, like, before a game four, a pivotal game four, where there can be a difference between a 3-1 series or a 2-2 series. Like, Victor Hammond and Kale McCarr were both up for the Norris.
1: It was interesting that it was in Tampa, too. Like, I guess that's, like, that's different. And, like, all the media is there anyway. But, honestly – I'd rather they do that than try to make it a spectacle in Vegas like they try to because yeah, it's never no. Yeah. Like just don't try it all. Like <laughs> yeah, also T Thompson's Thompson talking on the yeah. lease while he's giving Matthews his hard Not trophy. So good.
0: It's I guess an I easy layup. I guess we could transition in that right now. Like before we do, I just wanna go over the uh the leading point scores for the Avalanche. So Kale is first at twenty-seven. I <laughs> I, I, he's got to win the cost by seven goals, 20 assists for 27 points. He has
1: 35 goals this year, inc- including regular season. <laughs>
0: That's, it's, it's, it's comical. Like,
1: it's not real.
0: Uh, it's Nico Ranton has 25 points. He's second. Both McKinnon and Ladisgog are tied for third with 21 points.
1: Yeah. And Ranton's got like eight assists in four games in the cup final. It's
0: Yeah, nuts. I'm pretty sure that was like – I saw it was like a stunning record. <laughs> and, yeah, Nazem Kadri has played 14 games, 15 points. Mm-hmm. Devontae, 14 points, 18 games. So in the game, 13 points, 18 games, 8 goals. Archery Lekkenen, 13 points, 18 games, 7 goals. Like, oh, they're such a fucking good team, man.
1: They're getting they're getting that depth scoring when it matters most. And they needed it. Like we talked about it. They need it. Because like who knows what that team's gonna look like next year. Like the core's there, but oh, they
0: have to win. This they year. have if to win. Gonna, this year. There's like what well, they have at least five UFAs, I'm pretty sure.
1: And we saw this. We've seen this now multiple times, like the closing game for Colorado this year. They usually let the team hang around. So I'm curious to see if they're just going to put their foot on the gas in game five and try to put this away, or is this going to be like a St. Louis situation where... Oh,
0: they cannot let Tampa Bay... If,
1: if they, they, they let win Tampa win. steal one, this is going to get interesting. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Because If they have to go back home with the
0: momentum... Oh, Ooh, it might be good. I want Colorado to win, but like as an objective hockey fan, Game Seven Stanley Cup final, I thought it would be cool. So awesome. Like I, I'm telling you, this
1: Game Five could go two very different ways. Like I could see one where Colorado just you know shuts the door, wins like like what LA used to do when they won their cups or the first cup, like they won like six to two or something. Like just put no doubt oh, in
0: anyone's mind. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I could also see them doing what they did against St. Louis and letting Tampa like steal Game Five in overtime or
0: something. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I kind of agree with that. I think we we're, we're, we're either going to see a repeat of Game Two, or we're going to see a repeat of Game Five in that St. Louis series where Colorado. Yes, they did have the late lead. Like they I had could a three see, nothing like, lead in that game. Yeah, like I could see a three two or four three overtime game where like Colorado gets out early. They kind of let off the gas, and then Tampa gets back in, and Vasilevsky steals it for them. That's how I could see it going. Definitely.
1: Oh yeah, it's going to be very intriguing though, for sure. I I. I don't like I would like to say I know what's going to happen but I don't. <laughs> I don't
0: either. And I, I thought and Tampa was like going to win last
1: night. Like from the way they were playing, I was yeah, like I they're going to steal this I game thought,
0: like especially after that 2-1 goal, like just I thought they were going to really take over and like the how Kemper let that I'm like oh boy here we go like it's going to it's going to be an onslaught by like game 3 was but no full credit to Colorado they like a whole team after the storm. Yeah. Exactly. Whether the light the thunderstorm one might even say, ha ha hold oh, um, <laughs> um. on so, yeah, um Stanley Cup final, where we'll be streaming that tomorrow, game five Cup is in the building for Colorado. could win their first Stanley Cup since 2001. I think I was like eight months old when they, <laughs> when, they when they last won their last cup, so yeah um. I wanna get into the uh, the NHL awards can we because we kind of briefly brought that up. Um so Igor Shosturkin won the Vesna. There's like pretty much no debate there. Good for him. Rangers are so lucky from going from Longfist, probably the best goalie of the past 10-15 years, to Shosturkin, who might do the same. And pretty much carried that team to two with it two wins within the cup. Not that or cub final, not that the postseason counts, but like he's just such a damn good goalie. Mort Sider won the Calder. No, I don't have a problem with that either. I think that's a good thing. They got it right.
1: Uh, no, you have to add he won it fucking convincingly. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Everyone in the media did
1: not think Michael Bunting deserved that shit.
0: You know who did? For have Michael You know who did? Have Michael Bunting won number one? Though I think Scott Powers did. Scott, you don't know puck. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> sure. He didn't or have, have Yoshi go on his
1: ballot for the Norris man. Like he does not know puck. <laughs>
0: We should just bring that up, like <laughs> the next podcast. Go, hey, Scott, we love all the work you do with the Blackhawks, but you had Michael Bunting number one. Yeah, How are you going to defend you yourself?
1: <laughs> no, but like I'm glad Cider won convincingly because like yeah. he, what he did as a defenseman his first year, like it doesn't get talked about enough. I feel
0: like no, I don't, because it was arguably more impressive than
1: what like McCar and Hughes did their first year. Yeah. It, yeah, he's going to be a star. Like, he's going to yeah. win a Norris trophy in the next five years. Like, there's two guys that I think are money in the bank for Norris soon, and it's him and McAvoy probably. Mm-hmm. Like, they're coaches.
0: I are fourth in and Norris bo- voting. Like, he's got – one of these days he's got to get in there. Dude, and if, if he just a- gets the
1: offense up to, like, 55 points, he'll get one. It's yeah. – like, his defense is too good.
0: It's and just he only
1: scores, like, 35 points a season. Yeah. And they're like,
0: 30 points.
1: Apparently, Moore's like they're trying to the fuck it was. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Apparently, like they're trying to go with well, Boston's trying to go with a more offensive coach, so maybe you'll get like more power play looks. I don't know, but
1: yeah. So they'll get uh, David
0: Quinn.
1: <laughs> David Quinn. <laughs> uh, no, um, but it, it, that'd be that'd be awesome if they got an offensive coach and he actually like got top power play minutes with like the good players. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, not that Bruce <laughs> Cassidy isn't like an offensive coach, but I feel like he's more like a. Like not very Like he's kind of in between, like a defense. Like he's like a two way minded coach. You know, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's not gonna bring the best offense, but he's gonna bring you like the best defense, and you'll score goals. Obviously, like you're that's why it fits
1: in Vegas. Game. To be honest, like mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, um, exactly. but yeah, like you said, like dude, if they get an offensive coach in Boston, McAvoy's, he's getting the Norris. Like.
0: Okay. Yeah, and kind of back to cider. yeah, like, you bring up Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, like, they're definitely the more flashy type, like, offensive types, but, like, just looking at the all-around two-way game, more cider plays Like 6'4", he skates well, like, he's just pretty much good at everything, and he will knock you on your ass if you need to. Like, that's a guy, like, he's going to be good for a long time. Like, I don't know if you saw his, uh, like, his uh, acceptance speech, but, like, he's a funny guy, too. He's got a personality that he plays for an original six team. That's a guy, underratedly, like, that you, like, you got to market.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, and like it's it's it, mar- it markets itself honestly. Like, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, his defensive partner's coming up the prospect pool pretty soon, and Simon Edmondson.
0: I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the lineup next year, dude. That could be a nasty top pair for yeah, a long, Thank God long, that, time. that's not our division or even conference
1: for now. Until yeah, Batman for, switches <laughs> up the division relocation,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then we're going to play Tampa eight times again
0: <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, Oh my That's gosh! And Carolina and Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and, but um, I thought the most interesting thing at the NHL Awards was like, like Kale McCarr won the Norris, obviously, but like he didn't have more first. The most. No,
0: first I, first I saw so many jokes where it's like, oh, the electoral college win, where he technically didn't have the most first. first, <laughs> first but it's like the points accumulated, he had it made him win. But I don't really have a problem with that. Like Roman Yosi was very good, but at the same time, like Kale McCarr is also. Really so also, Yosi already course. has a Norris, I'm pretty sure like does he Macarras? yeah because
1: he beat carlson like the pandemic year for it i'm pretty sure
0: oh yo his cap like, fans oh, didn't shut know. up about
1: it they were like "Dude, carlson deserves a norris i'm like doesn't play defense i don't want to hear that <laughs> i think that was the year like I, I forget like how many points yossi had that year but he was like dragging that crappy nashville team oh, into yeah. the bubble but um yeah like the, it's nothing against Yossi. It's just Macar like almost had thirty goals this year while playing with like a what like a sixty goals for or something. Like yeah, or
0: like Makar is just ridiculous. Like all his all the stats are like in the high fifties, even low sixties. Like just looking at the pure raw stats is and just watching him like it's so it's so fun to watch. He might be like the best skater in the NHL. Like in terms of like like just like he, he skates like a ballerina. Like it's so smooth. Like it's so fun to watch it. Watch camera so I got, I got, I got no problems with that. Hart, same thing. Austin Matthews, no problem with that. Like Hart doesn't usually indicate best player in the NHL. I still think it's Connor McDavid, but like you cannot deny the season Austin Matthews had where he had 60 goals and he's like playing good deal. Like again, like just an all around monster. Like I, I think that deserves to be rewarded. And, and like, get, <laughs> whether you agree with it or not, it gets people talking because it's Toronto Again, whether you like it or not, but yeah, I got I got no problems with it. As much as I hate the leafs, like I think the, Austin Matthews is like is one of the best stars in our game. We that I think that's awesome for him to win it.
1: Yeah. Um, it's great for the sport. It's great for the sport, especially in the United States, because this yeah. isn't like that's like, what I besides to say, Patrick yeah. Kane, he's the only other heart trophy winner. So that's like extremely that's impressive.
0: Hmm? I said that's right. I wasn't Kane the first one American to yep. win the heart. That's crazy.
1: And now he Matthews is the second. And like we're watching a goal scorer. Where if he can work out, like because Belchi and I were talking about this last night. Um, like if he can keep his health up, he's got a legitimate shot of being up there with Obi when he's done in terms of goals. Because this dude is averaging like forty goals a season since he got in the league. And,
0: he's and like,
1: time. yeah, he's Shipping missed here. time. I think he had forty-one and forty-seven last year. Like he's—he would have
0: hit fifty if like the the COVID sh- the the COVID sh- shortened year like the the seventy game season.
1: Yeah, like it. It's oh man, it's just like he is scoring at an ungodly clip since like twenty twenty, and mm-hmm. if he can keep this pace up, he he might go down as like one of the greatest goal scorers of all time for what he's doing at a young age. Like, I know we said, like, people probably said that with Stamkos a lot too, and that was a big thing with health. That's why I put a big asterisk on it because you've got to look really far in the future to think he could even have the trajectory that Ovi did. But there's only three guys that have had a 60 goal season in the salary cap era. So, like, what he did is just unfathomably impressive. And he didn't
0: do it in the full 82 games, they did it in 72. Yeah, 60 goals in 73 games.
1: Yeah, that's. Freaking insane. Like, he he could legitimately crack six, 65 next year if he plays a. Dude, 40. He, could
0: get, he could inch to 70. I think he could hit 69. I say he does there it. it. Yeah. Dare I um, say it's nice. <laughs> so, Austin Matthews in 407 games has 259 goals. That averages out to 52 goals a season.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. Like, just.
0: And he's only had one, one
1: season above 40 goals, and it was this year when he had 60. And he probably should have two 50 goal seasons if you look at his last two seasons in his goals per game. So he's just he's ridiculous. Like he he's probably gonna be a 50 goal scorer every year from here on out, I would have to imagine. Especially if they keep him and Marner together. Cause like the chemistry they have at five on five is just ridiculous. It doesn't matter who you put with them. Hyman, Bunting, Kasha. Nylander, like, who, who cares if you throw on that left wing? Those two have the most ridiculous chemistry in the NHL, arguably.
0: You could throw me on the left wing and I'd be all right.
1: And I could bang in about five goals off my ass, buddy. <laughs> but um, yeah, Matthew's is sick.
0: Like to put it in perspective, I had, Ovechkin has 780 goals in 1274 games, which is fucking amazing too. Okay. And obviously, it's harder like this. It's harder to keep up that goal scoring pace long term. But like Ovi averages 50 goals a season, which is still incredible. But like it also like Austin Matthews, what he's doing right now is is amazing. We we should be freaking lucky that we that we have two great players like that Ovechkin and Matthews, and also uh, so many other like players. Like the NHL has so much young talent, and we saw that. With the the awards, with what Shesterkin winning, a, a young up and coming goalie, Kale McCarry I, I want to say like, I I said young and up and, up and coming, but like they've already cemented themselves as elite players in the NHL. And then Austin Matthews winning the heart and the Ted Lindsay. Yeah, mm-hmm. no got got no complaints there. Oh
1: yeah, it it was a good year for voting. It's not a yeah. year that's left up to much question. The
0: Norris is maybe the only one where
1: people can have different opinions. Yeah. Besides that, like. Even pretty last
0: dead, year was pretty good. I feel like the past couple of years they've been pretty. There's not like one where that's just so egregious. I'm like, okay, guys. Yeah. Like, there's obviously like some like in individual ballots. There's like a lot of. I think there's like a couple Montreal writers that left Matthews completely off. Like I think Craig Button had it off to Matthews at fifth. But like overall, like I think the correct people won. Like the Cric- correct platform.
1: Craig Cric- like Button it. needs a needs to not have a platform anymore. Oh my god. Craig
0: Button does not know puck.
1: Oh, he and LeBron need to just go to the school of learning how to fucking... LeBron? <laughs> Jesus. Not LeBron. Um, McGuire. Not LeBron. No. Oh, Different Pierre!
0: <laughs> Pierre on the mind.
1: No, LeBron's a good Pierre. McGuire can kick rocks.
0: And he did. He got fired from the Adolf Senators before they moved into their arena. State.
1: And the Breton Flats... Oh my fucking god. They're finally going to do it after like Funny. five years of complaining.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It literally I, took the owner dying.
0: I know. <laughs> Thank you for saying it because I didn't want to say it. But yeah. Oh, I'll say it. Like it, yeah. like it
1: like, th- just th- th- would not have happened if Eugene Melnick still alive. No, it I is true, say that.
0: It's almost like it's it's like the Blackhawks 2007. If Bill were to die, like I don't think that change doesn't happen as soon as it did. No, oh, and like
1: <sighs> sucks to say it, but it's just like I mean the writing was on the wall when it happened. Like I, I, I don't know. It's just like, this should have happened a long time ago for a team that very easily could have been having a way better attendance record than they have. Yeah. But it's that Mm -hmm. conversation we always have Pierce. Why are they? why are they putting stadiums an hour away from the city? Like Arizona had that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Tampa's got that problem with the rays. If we're being honest, like
0: then they play like Montreal in half the year, one year, whatever, like they were trying to, because Tampa didn't get that good of attendance.
1: Mm -hmm. Like they literally almost did if it weren't for, if it wasn't for COVID and like, the restrictions going across the border but um dude like it's just it's it's inexplicable it's like it's it's unexplainable when you're a franchise that's built around making a bunch of money and you're like nope
0: you canadian market too
1: yeah i don't know man. Not this like should, ha- that should happen a while
0: ago still, yeah exactly at least it's happening on the uptick of the rebuild hopefully for Ottawa. Mm, yeah. yeah that's nice I think, I don't know if they said they're going to start, like, I don't know when they said they're like, going to start construction for it, but, like, they said 2024, like 2025 maybe. I don't know. I didn't really read into the details. Like, I don't know the financial stuff, how that's going to work, but all I know is, like, Ottawa, it, it is a hockey city. Like, there's a junior team there. It's not like it's a team. It's not like, I don't think it's it's completely different from what Arizona is. At least they have an actual arena. They're not playing in a fucking rink. That'll I'll never, I'll never get over that.
1: Yeah, it's bad, dude.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome for Ottawa, and of course, it, it took the fucking order to die for it to happen. Oh, you know yeah. what, kids? That's a great life lesson. Just wait for people to die for shit to change. Huh? <laughs> there it is. Just wait till they croak. <laughs> oh my god. The next run, Rocky. No, just kidding. Whoa. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into any more of that. So, um, we kind of briefly brought it up but we're going to get more into depth with it. Uh, the Florida Panthers hired Paul Maurice as their head coach. Now, this kind of came out of the blue. I wasn't expecting them to hire uh, Paul Maurice. I thought they would definitely have been on Bruce Cassidy or Barry Trotz. Like, they, even if Bruce Cassidy gone to Vegas, like, they still could have gone with Barry Trotz. I don't know. I Like, Paul Maurice was an okay coach with Winnipeg. Like, you look at the team he had, like, kind of an average defense, great offense, great goaltending, but that team just – can never really like be a consistent team. Like I think they, I think they made it to the conference finals that one year in 2018. But other than that, like first round, they did make the second round. I think in 2021, <laughs> they swept the Oilers. But then they get swept in the second round. Like they just, they just haven't been a good team. Like you look at again, their defense hasn't been great either. But then you look at their fours Their 4s don't play defense at all. So. I, I don't know, like, if that's going to change in Florida. Florida definitely has a better defense, but they don't have the goalie that he did in Winnipeg with Helipuck. They had, have a better offense as well. I just – I don't know. Like, Andrew Burnett, like, I think he had his struggles, especially in the playoffs. Like, he kind of – I don't want to say got exposed, but, like, you can tell he was getting out to coach, even, like, in that Washington series. He was able to get him out of there, but then he just got – they just got whacked by by Tampa Bay. But I <laughs> – I just feel like that's a rookie coach. That's such a good team. Roll it back next year. Don't really make any changes. But I just I don't know about Paul Maurice. I've heard great things from him as a human being. I just don't know if that's what I would have done with the coaching. But,
1: yeah. I, 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 I'm very interested to see what Paul Maurice looks like with probably his best defense he's had yeah, since yeah, The best defense he's had since he went to a conference final. Let's just put it that way. Um, we've seen what Paul Maurice can do when he has a team. That's, yeah. Like, he, that's well, that's
0: team. the thing. Like when you, it's not solely on Paul Maurice. Like when you had guys like Bufflin, Truba and Myers, like on your right side, like he, they made it to the conference final. Exactly. But the last couple of years, like Josh morrissey has been your best defenseman. That's, and that's not on the coach though. That's not unless he was like,
1: the only thing that could be on the coach is the way he used Patrick line towards the end. That yeah. could be on him hundred percent, but at the same time, in that process, he's made Kyle Connor. He made Kyle Connor a star, or Kyle Connor mm. made himself a star. But he put Kyle Connor in a position to become a star. Nikolai Ehlers became a, a very good player over the last couple of years. Put Mark Scheifele in a position to succeed, even if he doesn't play defense. Like, found a way to use his players to the maximum point. I feel like he could have used them too. And like at the end of the day, it's not his fault that the GM couldn't get him a better defense. It's mainly the city he was in. So hopefully, like. I mean, he's in Florida now. It's going to be a hot commodity for people who want to sign there. So, maybe he'll finally get the team he wants to play with and build around him. We'll finally see, like, Paul Maurice's system, person- like, newly formed in the eyes of the Florida Panthers, I guess. Because, like, Florida's got the talent to be like Winnipeg three years ago, I yeah. feel
0: like. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. Like – if he can like I I, just, I I don't know I just would have given brunette like another year or so to figure it out but you know what like if they feel Maurice Paul Maurice is their guy to leave him over the hump because that's what he did with Winnipeg like you a conference final is no, like nothing that this cough that I guess but then especially if you're like in Florida like you haven't been to the conference final since 1996 so you want to get over that hump I I think I, I saw. Um an Andrew Berkshire trade like the the Florida Panthers are imploding. The Canadians have their unprotected first round pick next year. And while I think maybe they won't have as good as ne- good year good a year next year as they did last year, I still think they're gonna be a playoff team. And and again it's the cliche saying once you get into playoffs, you never gonna know what happened. But if you have a talented team like that, you could go definitely go on a deep run.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> Florida's Florida set up their quarter where they're they're gonna be this is their team for three more years. Probably yeah. minus Marchment, but that – this is their team for the next three years. Like the core is in in place for Florida. Yes. So.
0: But uh, yeah, Andrew Burnett's no longer the coach, like not even like an assistant. Like they, I think they just completely let go of him. So I think this is in one of our uh, Twitter questions. Like the, the Kadri thing was also one of the Twitter questions. So we kind of got the answer. Here's like another thing for that. We got mentioned in the Twitter questions. I think Charles asked this, but we're just going to touch on it now. Like, I don't know. Do you think Andrew Burnett is a a good coach for the Blackhawks? Like he's a he's a younger coach. Obviously, he has ties to to Chicago, but um, like, I I don't know much about his systems. Like, cause like yeah, basically, I kept what Joel Quenville did. So i um, I wonder how like how he developed like young players. Like Antoine Lundell was a good rookie, but then he scratched him in the playoffs. Like I don't know. I did, I just wonder how he'd fit in in Chicago.
1: Um, from what I've heard from Florida fans, it's like. Um, he would be good on a rebuilding team just because of the way he gets the younger players to play. Okay, like, so he's video- young
0: players. That's going to be the biggest thing with the head coach we brought up, that they need to be good with young players and bring the best out of them.
1: Yep, 100%. That's, like, the number one thing going forward for this team. And if they – like, genuinely, if they can't get a guy who can work with the young players, what are you doing finding yeah. a head coach? Then you should have just kept Eric King at that rate. Yeah, So Obviously, Florida was in a different spot. They feel like they're on the cusp of something bigger. They wanted a more seasoned coach, someone yeah. who's been there, someone who has the miles on him, I guess. And Maurice fits that bill for sure. Um, and obviously, like, I don't think Trots want – maybe Trotz. Like, I think, like, that thing we heard about Trotz going, wanting to go into management in Nashville might actually hold something. Because, like, if he's not taking these coaching jobs in, like, Vegas, in Florida, in Dallas –
0: Winnipeg is the interesting one. That's the only one that I
1: feel like he could go to now. I don't think he's going to go to Boston. He's not going to Chicago. No. I don't think he would go no. to Detroit. Um,
0: Maybe Detroit, but no. I, I think it's that would low. be the wild
1: card. That's yeah. the wild card.
0: Because yeah. Detroit is on the upswing, and like yeah. he could really do a lot of work with transforming their their players into more two way players, and like getting <laughs> making probably most cider even more of a beast.
1: Yeah, honestly,
0: and Simon Edmondson, too. Like, and the big thing with Trotz is he Barry... brings
1: the goalie coach with him.
0: Yeah, that's the point I think it is. The guy who's
1: made Hopi be of Ezra. You
0: know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Dude, he would know he'd be a Kosa when Kosa comes. And Kosa,
0: out. too, that's right.
1: Yeah. No, dude, like <laughs> Detroit would make a lot of sense. Also, they bring the goalie coach to Winnipeg, Connor Hellebuck, lol. but um, <laughs> Or they bring him to Boston with Swayman. Yeah, that's going to be Oh, oh, oh yeah. Dude, Trotz goes anywhere, he's gonna bring success. It's just the way yeah. it is. It's all—it's just up to him at the end of the day. He's—you he's, gotta remember—he's in his seventies, I believe. Like,
0: I think he's in his six—I don't know if he's in seven, but like he, he's 60s? getting up there definitely. Let me
1: see. Let me go look up Trotz.
0: Maybe he, five or something. I don't. I don't know. he's battle, but yeah.
1: He's—he's he's up there with the coaching like um, accolades. Oh, he's fifty-nine. I lied. My bad. Oh, I thought he was a I'm thinking of Lou losing his yeah. seventies, losing his 70s.
0: Lou's in his eighties, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, losing an old fuck. But yeah, Trotz is I just I just think Trotz has been around forever because he's been coaching for so long. He's been I think he
0: played in the NHL too. hmm Yeah, but he's been coached for like 20-something years. Like, yeah, he, he was he was the first coach of the Predators and he was there for like 15-16 years.
1: He was there when we played him in 2010, that's for sure. hmm Yeah. But um yeah, maybe and he was, just wants to try something new. Take a year, Barry Take a gap year. Take a gap year and go coach in minor league hockey with Mike Babcock.
0: I mean, that's what Joel Quinn did. He took, like, a year off. But, yeah. Oh, That's the thing. Barry Trotz can do whatever the fuck he wants to do because he's earned it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing – Like, he's developed so many good defensemen over the years, like Shea Weber, Ryan Suter. Like, I think Ryan Ellis came into the league when – or came into the Nashville when Trots was still coached. Same with Roman Yossi and Matias Ekholm. Not that I think he, like, was there for their full development and when they really became NHL defensemen, but then you go to Washington, like, maybe not the same success in Nashville, but, like, John Carlson. Like, you managed to win a cup with John Carlson as your number one defenseman. Like, Michael Kempney and John Carlson was your first pairing defenseman, and you're able to get a cup out of that. And then you go to the, the Islanders, and he makes Adam Pellick and Ryan Pelock elite defensemen, defenseman, and now, I think about Detroit with Edmondson and Sider, and I think they have a couple other guys. <sighs> Detroit would not be
1: it, bad. It, it makes a lot of sense. It just comes down to what Trotz wants, honestly. It really it comes down cool. to what Trotz wants, because he's got all the playing... All the cards are in his corner right now. All the chips are in his corner. He can do whatever yep. he wants.
0: Exactly. Um. So, according to Frank Saravelli, Vegas made like a verbal agreement <laughs> to sign Riley Smith to a three-year contract worth five million per one thing we know how Vegas is good with uh with uh keeping up with their players keeping promises and stuff. Two how the fuck are they gonna afford this?
1: Yeah I'm literally about to pull up the cap friendly. Like I get they get yeah, they, I'm, they, I'm, they I'm, just I'm got Weber's here. contract to put on LTIR so they're gonna have like mm-hmm. technically like 90 million cap space to play with. Like, but they got to get really close to the floor, so that probably means Smith's deal is not going to get finalized for a long time.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, and I have to put like free after free agency, probably.
1: Yeah, because we're gonna have to like put names on LTIR and stuff. Like, it
0: I was like when you know what that trade reminded me of, and I didn't even think about it—the the, Dodonna for Weber trade, the Johnson for Seabrook trade, albeit Chicago. Yeah, like, right. yeah,
1: it's a lot like that. It really is, and. Man, why couldn't Shea Weber just be a troll and retire? Like, honestly. Like, it would have been so much funnier. But, no, now they have literally still negative cap space. Like, I... Apparently, from what I've heard, they're going to... They have to move, like, Martinez and, like, Carlson to get under the cap. Yeah. One, I don't see how you move those without, one, giving something, or, two, getting nothing in return. And we know Vegas loves trading contracts for nothing in return, so... I, know,
0: Vegas I
1: hate the way they run. Gifted
0: honestly. us uh, the Vezna, Vezna trophy for literally nothing. Nothing. Yeah, because Mikhail and God bless his soul. Like he's uh, <laughs> caught, caught immediately.
1: Knows. Like poor yeah. guy. Oh, fun fact: Zach Whitecloud's the longest contract on Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Making the give him the C. <laughs>
0: Yeah, does it have a no movement clause or like any kind of clause? No,
1: but he yeah. an eight-year contract. That that number is a no movement clause. It's the Colton Sissons deal.
0: <laughs> what players on that team do have no movement clause, or even like? No oh, I got this. Clause. It's Mark
1: Stone. It's Jack Eichel, oh, cool. and yeah. then the and then it's Petrangelo. They got full no moves, and then the no trades are Patry, Carlson, Marsha, Show, Martinez, and. McNab. So this is where it gets interesting because I'm like, I
0: don't know who they can trade. Like technically that it has salary. Whatever, it'll just <laughs> like it, they'll have like a trade list and like it depends it can differ like how many cheap teams they have on. Like there's some that have five, like that'll be like, Oh, I don't want to play in Canada or whatever. And then there's some there's some ones that have like 28 no trade clauses, like where they don't want to go to. Something Dude. like that. Like, I think that's how it works. Yeah, but like, also, like, it's a problem when the
1: only guy who's got salary that doesn't have a no move clause is Shea Theodore. That's a problem. <laughs> like, oh, man. If you get cat-strapped, what the... what? I don't know what's going to happen. Like, genuinely.
0: Well, that, I know he's 5.2. How many years does he have left on his contract, though? Three. Ooh. Vegas <laughs> is going to have an interesting
1: window, honestly. I'm looking Dude. at their contracts, like Theodore's up in three years, McNabb's up in three years, Leonard's up in three years. I, I want to say – who's up in three years? Oh, well, Reddy's up next year, which is going to be interesting. And then in two years, each, Marshall Show, Stevenson, like all of them are up. Um, yeah, they got a lot of dudes locked up for a long time. Like Stone's, Stone and uh, Petrangelo are locked up five each. Um, Eichel's locked up four more. Smiths locked up three more apparently. Lol. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so they, they put that in already? The fire no, fire
1: no, fire. they didn't put it in yet. But oh, I'm they just, didn't put it in yet. No, I'm just going off of like what they said it was. Oh, um, okay. No, it's not updated yet. Mm-hmm. So that means like, until Vegas or stupid, Twitter says like, "Ooh, ooh, send us puppies." Riley Smith send to sign f- the contract.
0: Yeah.
1: Until they do that, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna believe it's official. Mm-hmm. but yeah, Vegas is a interesting case.
0: They they always are for better, for worse, mostly worse.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it's fat. It's entertaining as hell because I feel bad for the players. I like got traded for nothing, but then I also laugh at the the Vegas manager. I was like, how oh, fucking you. you can't get anything for this good player because you trade all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. You're just looking for the shiny toy. And I respect that. But at the same time, when that's all you're doing, like you gotta, you gotta keep your, your players together. And like, let them build chemistry. Let them become friends. I like get so train them all the time. Let them become besties, bro. <laughs> let Mark. the fans yeah.
1: make fan cams of them.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Mark Stone. <sighs> <laughs> we just went back into something. Oh, all right. Let's, let's if stop. If you know, if them, you maybe. know, you know. <sighs> Let's stop talking about me. Reagan, I don't think you know, but that's a good thing that you don't know. Yeah, Reagan, please tell me you don't know.
2: I'm not going to. I was looking at Cat Friendly and zoned out for a minute. So. Good. Good. just good. All right. I'll um, leave it at that then.
1: The hockey Twitter lore of Mark Stone.
0: Jesus. the verdict on Mark Stone. Oh, God. All right. What's next? Uh, so, looks like pretty much touched on everything. We can go to Twitter questions now. Finding Twitter questions. Finding Find Twitter, Twitter questions. questions. <laughs> 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 Again, if you know. If you know.
1: It, Jimmy's mom asks, when are you coming over? <laughs> Later tonight. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Good old Smosh. And their heyday. <laughs> they were like the original mukbongers. Oh whatever my they, god. Call it they literally that invented TV. that whole genre. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it was like them and Jenna Marbles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh,
0: oh my god. Goodness. That's a throwback to like 10 plus years ago, jeez. I remember it came out every Thursday, that's all. I remember at school we'd have Thursday, half days Thursdays, and by the time I got home it would be out and i watch it. Oh
1: yeah, every time,
0: always good. Every Tim, like this. Every Tim. Okay, right, so. every Tim. <laughs> For the questions we kinda of already touched on this. Do you think Andrew Burnett is the most likely to get the head coaching job with the Blackhawks?
1: Apparently Freeman thinks that, so
0: that's fine. Um Yeah, if Elliot Freeman says that, that's probably a good chance he's at least in like the running. He's in the he's in the conversation, that's for sure. Like um, it hasn't been officially confirmed. Like we know that Luke Richardson is on the radar, Brad Shaw is on the radar, and same with uh, Ryan Huska, but nothing's been officially yet, so.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they're still doing the rounds of interviews, if we're being honest. Like, I I, th- I feel like we've made our camp clear. I'm in the Richardson camp. I feel like you've made your camp too, Richardson. But um,
0: yeah. Shaw, point- I've heard good things about Bradshaw either. Like, he ran the defense in Columbus. I don't know. Like, the – the big thing is again, like this. They're gonna, they're gonna get on Seth Jones's good side. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. The, again, the big thing with the coach is he's got to be good with young players and helping them develop. And also, like, not that the the Blackhawks are gonna be competitive at all this year, but like in the games, they cannot be a pushover. And if you can get a coach that you can just fucking run through a wall for, that would be nice. Like. The, the example that. I think of is the 2015 16 Leafs. If they can do that, where you're the best, worst team ever, and you get like the first overall pick and like you're not a pushover, that's the kind of year I'm hoping out for the Blackhawks. Obviously, not every game is going to be like a one goal game, there's going to be blowouts here and there, but yeah,
1: they just need you need someone who's going to make them give a shit every night.
0: And again, the big thing that sounds
1: dumb, most- but like if you watch the Blackhawks the last five years, their give a shit meter is like below the earth's crust. <laughs> Like, can we just like it's teetering on zero percent? Like, we just need it. We need someone who's gonna actually. We need a leader of men. We need in Philadelphia. <laughs> God damn it! No, we're gonna get talking. God fucking damn it! Because he's got character. Haven't you seen him on the intermission report?
0: What what's the John Twitter quote? We need to, like, when we walk off the bus, people need to fear at something. Like, I forget how, how it goes. We need attitude when we get off the bus. Torts,
1: torts, torts. What are we ever going to do with you, brother?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Rick Talk is on the radar. I heard, I remember, like, a while back they said Todd is on the radar. I don't know if they go that. But I mean, yeah, they, Todd Reardon,
1: oh, he must have initially interviewed him. Like, yeah. that, I, I can like, believe that, but, uh, Besides that... uh, (laughs) And, like, honestly, if you want to get someone who's at least going to make the team entertaining, at least get someone that's got a good power play, please. Like The Hawks at least could be the entertaining team if their power play is, like, productive. Like
0: Also, Mark Savard, Jeff Merrick said that there's, like, a few NHL teams interviewing him for a head coach spot. And you look at the teams that don't have a coach yet, I think it's who is it now? Because Florida's got one officially, so Detroit, Boston, Chicago,
1: Boston, uh, Winnipeg. Those are the final four. Few teams, three
0: or four. If we're not Just one of the two.
1: few, that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least, like they got again. They got to at least do their due diligence, and they and they are.
1: Yeah,
0: Matt can't fault mm-hmm. them for that. But Mark Savard would be interesting. I don't know if they go that because it kind of is a little bit off the. I don't know what the what the, the right phrase for that would be, but
1: off the grid, off the grid. off the grid.
0: <laughs> off the radar whatever whatever you want to call it but like i don't know i i would like mark savard like he he's working he literally coached an ohl team so he's good with working with young players so and That's like he, and like he has that like again like we talked about with Derek king and even luke richardson like he played in the nhl for so long and was a good nhl player so he can bring that into the room with them unlike jeremy calton where he really didn't play any nhl games and he coached in sweden and like I don't I don't know if he ever got like the full respect of the room. So at least Mark Savard can bring that. And I think I don't know, I don't know about Brad Shaw or Ryan Huska. I know Ryan Huska was drafted by the Black. I think he played one game with the Blackhawks, and that's it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he he was drafted by them, but he didn't yeah. play a lot for them. But the thing with Huska is he has a like his track record with their AHL team is extremely good, and their AHL team has been known for developing. Not, like, talent, but they've been known for developing guys that the Hawks are going to be having in their system, basically. Like, that's those second-tier
0: wondering. guys. No, years, so anything
1: yeah. Like, I don't know. I just – it would be nice.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? So yeah, that's pretty much it on the coaching front. Like, Andrew Burnett, like, from what I've heard, like, I don't know much about Andrew Burnett, like, what his system is. But, like, if what the Florida fans are saying, sure, he's good with working with young players – Bring him here.
1: hmm Right. Like we're, we're not happy. really pick. We're not a picky bunch over here. We just want a coach that's gonna try to have an impact.
0: Yeah, um, like Bruce Cassidy would have been so nice. I feel like I was kind of like, like I like when you saw get saw him get fired. You're like, oh my god, bring him here. But then like when you think about it, Bruce Cassidy gets to go to Vegas. That's probably the best option for him. That was in Boston. Facts. And it's probably. Probably better that they have a coach, not a level, But hey, maybe when the Blackhawks are getting a few years again, and Vegas decides to eventually, inevitably move on from their head coach because they lose in the conference final, then maybe, maybe destiny will be fulfilled then. But not at the moment. <laughs> yep, one can only hope. Um. So here's from from T- Tanner Tan the man. Was it too many men? How many men? It's too many. Asking for a friend. No, never enough. No, Jesus. I'll say nothing. Like you could take this in a lot of different ways. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I we touched on the Colorado thing. Like yeah, buzz off. Honestly, Tampa shouldn't even be talking because their first goal, thirty seconds in, Kepper had his mask off. So like,
0: that was the thing they're saying. Like I think they said that since technically Tampa like had possession of the puck. Like, there was a play ongoing, like, that accounted. But, like, that's the thing. Like, shit doesn't go your way. Like, call around and bitch and complain. Well, I bet they did. But, like, they they kept playing. And I know it was overtime. But, like, shit happens in sports, man. Like, you just yeah. got to get over it. You don't always yeah. get what you want. And, like, Tampa, I know they've won back-to-back cups. So you want to get that third straight one. But, like, Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get a grip! Like
0: honestly, go your way, and no one's, no one's, no one's crying for you. Sorry. No. Nope. Oh no! You guys aren't gonna win three straight comps. <laughs> oh, oh no! no. <laughs> you had Take to play three fight. playoff no. seasons in two years. Oh no! Literally, they played twelve playoff series in less than two calendar years.
1: Like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I have little to no sympathy for them. Like honestly. No, Zero, like you finally got bested in a series, tough toodles. Like, you go on with your
0: merry way. <laughs> the 12th series out of 12 series that you played in the past couple years, you've so dumb. And that's better than you. Like, <laughs> uh, no, now the more I think about it, I'm like, you know what, that's just the coach being the But the more I think about it, it just it's dumb, that's stupid. Why would you really cause, dumb. yeah, like, why would you cause all that? Like, when. I don't know, whatever. Oh, he,
1: he's just a crybaby, bro. Like, literally, Wait, he didn't it. win. Yeah. He's spoiled. Mm-hmm.
2: Like we touched it on already, but it's like no one even said anything until like way after the game was over and like post game press conference. Like, right. it didn't even work. <laughs> there's nothing you can do.
0: Yep. So, you're not out of it yet, win game five, just take it game by yeah. game, my guess. Like,
2: try again next game. Better
0: luck (laughs) next time. Go get him, Tiger. (laughs) Hold that, Tiger. (laughs) Um, What Jacob said, I think five guys is my maximum, but I'm willing to try six.
1: The coach when he pulls the
0: goalie. (laughs) I love five guys. They have the best burgers going huh why are you talking about what's that's that's enough of that (laughs) okay here's a two-parter question from our good old pal tate who are the most likely potential free agent targets for the hawks biggest potential bust in the top 10 this year and most underrated potential first rounder this year who do you want at two, if a Debrinka trade were to happen, if we trade into the ten to fifteen or twenty thirty-two range, so we'll start off. So that's a with, that's a
1: heavy question. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a three, four. It's a four parter. So so three parter. I can't count. Um. So potential free agents likely for the Blackhawks. I know he like jokingly said Natchushkin like uh, before like the Cup final or even like the the run that Colorado. I mean, I'm like Natchushkin wouldn't have been bad for like a five times four He's young. Like the way he plays, the Blackhawks need more players like that. He's a good two way player. Like he plays the speed, he's a big body. Like I think Kyle Davidson would 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 like that, but he's priced himself out out of Chicago. Oh yeah, like. Uh, he might get a six times six, but he might get a, a seven times six. Like, he's been I, that I think
1: he's getting the Anders Lee contract. I've said that time and time mm. again. Like, I really think he's – some team is – like, some team like the Devils is going to pony up because they need –
0: ooh, that's – oh, I didn't – the Devils.
1: If the Devils lose out on, like, the break oh. it, let's say, they don't get Fiala. Yeah. They're going to throw a lot of money at someone. Yeah. They have the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Some you know what an interesting name for me to Chicago was, and it'd probably be pretty cheap? Call him Blackwell. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if he's resigning on Toronto, but like I, I remember just watching him in the playoffs. Like he just plays with so much speed and energy. He can play center, he can play wing. Again, that just sounds like a a player Kyle Davidson would go after in free agency, and I bet he would play quite well in Tom Lafferty.
1: Yeah. Like I I wouldn't mind him as like a low risk type player. Um, like I really think they're going to be looking at the younger group of RFA or UFAs. Like, yeah,
0: I don't think I Blackwell's that old. Like I think he's 27, 28. Like, that's Wait, what I'm trying to older, think. No. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think like late, late, late 20s because you're not going to find guys that are like younger than 25. Like, I'm thinking that late 20s, very early 30s range. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, I get what like, you mean. Yeah, but like. I kind of like what they did when he shall not be named signed guys like Matthias Yamark and Carl Soderberg to one year contracts. Like I want to see them do that because they're gonna need to acquire more picks or even just decent prospects at the deadline next year. So might as well bring those guys for one year, dude. Even <laughs> I, as, you might hate me for saying this, but like if they bring Calvin to Bonfak for a one year deal, if they can, tra- like at a cheaper deal and they can trade him for even like a late round pick. Do it, like. I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I There's a lot of little signings that I feel like they could do and I would be happy with. But, like, I, just don't spend a lot of money. That's, yeah. that's my big – and if you're going to spend it, spend it on someone who's on the right side of 30 at least.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like,
1: if you're going to throw term at anyone, like a yeah, guy they're like Burkowski is a guy you throw term yeah. at.
0: But, like – Or Nshushkin. Yeah, but, In, Yeah. Any I, of the Colorado guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not expecting
1: them to make it even a slight splash. Like, they're going to get a backup yeah. goalie. That's about all they're going to do in free agency. Yeah, they do yeah. need
0: a goalie, whether it's good or not. Like, that. I don't know if you can go with Lincoln and Delia. No. I just about said Subban, but he's in Buffalo. You
1: can't go with Lincoln and Indiana. He's the an Adam player yeah. now. And if you think you can, you're lying to yourself.
0: I mean, they, unless he just really wants Connor Bedard, then I kind of.
1: Listen, that. you can really want Connor Bedard all you want, but there's like eight other teams I think they can do that too. And you're going to end up in seventh that's if you do point. that. So I, I I don't know. Like, I just, I, he's if he puts all of his eggs in the Bedard basket, you might not come out on the right side. That's my problem. You might just accidentally suck into Bedard. But if you try to purposely like suck into Bedard, difficult. that's going to yeah. be a
0: problem. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, we can't draft first overall. That means we get Adam Fantelli or whatever. Like Oh
1: no, we get Zach Benson. <laughs> oh no.
0: I don't really know the next year's draft class except for like the top three guys. But Yeah. Like All so I'm funny. hearing. All I'm hearing. That's a, if you're gonna suck, and if you don't get like a top three pick, that's a, that's the class. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, are there any like other reading guys that like stand out like call him someone that really stands with me mean, like valerina chushkin if they could get him to like a four-year contract i don't think he'll t- i think he's gonna get like a six-year contract but like mm-hmm. dude even like six or seven times four i would do it i don't care the guy i, I want look- if
1: he leaves montreal is rem like that's the guy okay, I, that's I want them to take it. a flyer on But yeah. he's not gonna leave montreal probably so that's unfortunate but yeah, play that up. would be the guy, someone like that, like him or Zocker or someone like that, like yeah. someone who's got some upside still, probably like twenty five, twenty six. Kasper
0: like. and Kapanen Kapanen's pick actually up right up my fucking yeah.
1: alley. Yeah, they, like if you're gonna lose Lake just pick up Kapanen immediately. And Strom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've just I've just I've made up made it up in my head that Strom is not coming back, and they're not. Oh, they're all gone. gone. Um, I know. Yeah, like, and eh, it sucks, but you know what. If you, if you really want to start from a clean slate and you're not going to get the value, I mean, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what they do at the draft, what they do at free agency, not so much, but the draft is, again, going to be such a huge indicator because, one, they're going to name a coach, and then after the draft, once it hits the free agency, you're going to figure out whether you're going to – fuck, they might even trade to bring K- Tays and Kane at the, at the draft. I, you know, I, I don't fucking know what's going to happen. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But either way, by the end of it, whether they get traded or not, we're gonna find out if they sign contracts because that's when they—that's when they get into the final year. That's where you can start extensions and all that.
1: Hundred percent. It's gonna be interesting for sure.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It'll certainly be entertaining yeah. too. Like it's only a couple more weeks. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks from now, we'll be sitting in Bell Center. Mm-hmm.
1: Yelling at everyone.
0: Yeah, booing Gary Bettman. Hell yeah. And, Always, but also hearing him say we have a trade to announce—that's gonna be so. That's gonna be goosebumps, though. So. <laughs> um, awesome. biggest potential bust in the top ten this year, and most underrated potential first rounder this year. Um,
2: I don't know the draft class well enough to be honest. So,
0: yeah, no. Pierce, that's your territory. No, I'm literally pulling up my sheet right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to be honest, I don't like Jochen Yo- Kemmel's game. Um, he's got some boomer busts in him, I feel
0: like. Kemmel's interesting because he's a hell of a goal scorer. I think he's a great puck handler, too. Like, he could even be – like, I feel like he could really be a good playmaker, but he just doesn't utilize it well, and he just doesn't have that explosive speed. So. Uh-huh. I have him at 9. Like, if he if he slips to, like, close to 10, I would take him. But, uh, like, I've seen, play, like, some places that have him, like, top 5, even top 3. I think Craig Button had him at 3. No, I would not take him there.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a little high, right?
0: Yeah, yoking Quimel I think, has a little bust. I think he's going to be a fine – like, I think he's going to be a, at least a good second-line goal scorer, power play specialist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I have Brad Lambert at number seven. He's probably the ultimate wild card, boomer bust player of this draft because he's probably the best skater in the draft. Probably the best puck handler. Like he's so good in transition, but uh, he can't really get to the middle. Kind of has tunnel vision. Doesn't have the best awareness of where his teammates are. So definitely Brad Lambert is like the guy I look at. But also like there's so much upside there. If you hit, you hit. But if you miss, whew, you miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Swinging for the fences, hmm? exactly. And I don't. I don't think he goes in the top ten. He might not even go in the top twenty. But like, I don't think he gets past. Like, I think he goes the first day, but it probably won't be till the mid to late twenties. I'd say. Underrated. I don't even know if he's really underrated anymore because I think he's shot up. Yeah, Jagger Firkus from the Moose Jaw Warriors. It's
1: a great name.
0: I know. I know. There's there's actually a lot of of, it's a great, of great name
1: Cutter Gauthier is Another great name in this draft.
0: Yeah. What Rutger McGroarty is a great name, too. That actually might be my favorite. Hawks need to draft one of these guys, please. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all USA guys too. Um, of course they are. You really want, think any other
1: country is going to name them? That's stupid. Come on now.
0: Oh no, Canada's there too. Like, <laughs> you remember the the Steve Dangle segment from like years ago where they just went over like the 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 the, the CHL draft like like names? <laughs> no, like I, I forgot about that. Like, oh, like there's. There's so many crazy – like, North America in general, I think. Um, but, no, Jager Furkus I have as a guy who's underrated. I am at 22. I don't know. He should go in the first round. I think he should. But always mm-hmm. a big factor on draft day is size. He's only 5'10 and 150 pounds. Like, he's a very small guy. He had a very good year in the WHL. But I I don't know, man. Like, I think he can be a, a really good, like, energetic – like second line winger, and if you could snatch him in like the late 20s, like, if, and even if he falls to day two because of the size, you might be getting a steal. It'd be nice. Oh, it'd be nice if he, oh my god, if he, if he does, I really hope NHL GMs continue to be NHL GMs and he drops to 38 because mm-hmm. I think Kyle Davidson will like him. Like, he plays with speed, pace, a lot of energy, high motor. It'd be great.
1: I think it'd be yeah. a great fit. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, that's my biggest potential bust in the top 10. Not that I think Brad Lambert's going to go in the top 10, but potential first round here. Also, another player. Actually, there's a lot of players, so I'll just stick with Shager for because I can go on and on. <laughs> Who do you want at number two if a Debrinkit trade were to happen? Cooley. In the 10-15-2032 range. Yeah, Logan Cooley, or really whoever the f- hell Montreal takes number one because they could go Slavkowski. the it's either left, Coffsie, or right for them. So if somehow Shane Wright falls to number two, I would probably take him. But even, even then, like I'd probably take Logan Cooley because I have him at number one. Mm-hmm. Is he, yeah. And I think he does fit that. The Kyle Davidson thing, like he's a center. He plays with speed. There's so much upside yes. with it. I would probably take Logan Cooley, regardless, honestly. But mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with Shane Wright. Um, what's the second part? 10 to 15 range in my 10... To 15, I have Philip Michar at 10. I have Seamus Casey at 11. I have Leb Trick is off at 12. Isaac Howard at 13. Kevin Korczynski at 14. And then Cutter Goche at 15. I don't think Cutter Gocci or Kevin Korczynski probably won't be in the 10 to 15 range. They might, might go higher, especially Cutter Goche. But if we could get Michar, Casey Trick off, Howard, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. And then the 2032 range is a bunch of guys like Jagger, Fergus would be nice. Like, I don't know, like. We could really do a whole fucking podcast of the draft, and we and we will like a draft preview. Um. So yeah, that's 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 it. I don't know if you I have anything else to add, but we can uh, end this sucker off. No, I'm all set. I don't know about you, Reagan. I'm... I don't
2: really have anything else either.
0: Hmm. So I don't know what you guys what your guys' days look like tomorrow, but if you can make it to the game five live stream. Cups in the building for Colorado. We're going to live stream that, and you know if it, if it doesn't happen, then Game Six we can do as well. I don't know about Game Seven yet if it even gets to that place, but Game Five and Game Six definitely will be live streaming if necessary. Mm-hmm. There we go. Only two weeks till the draft. I'm so fucking excited. I really am. <laughs> like, it's 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 really the only thing that's been keeping me going.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's gonna be fun. Oh, I know. Like. We got we got some big names planned for interview We don't have like a time and date uh, down yet but like it's pretty much guaranteed that's gonna happen I just don't want to say anything and then it not happen like who it is and then it not happen but I'm like 90.999 sure we're gonna these people are gonna interview us, so yeah thank you all for tuning in. Please give us a five star rating on your preferred po- podcast platform please leave us a positive review and if not then uh, at least make it a funny funny one so we can laugh at it even if it's hateful. So yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. thank
0: you for tuning in. And peace out, y'all.